0: Yeah. All right. Awesome. Having a podcast after a long time, for me at least, you know. Yeah. 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 Welcome to my podcast. Yeah. Your world, as I would say, you know, this (laughs) is a universe in itself. So, but yeah, I'm glad. So I'm hoping that we're going to have like a meaningful discussion. I might ask you a lot of questions. I'll try to get into quite a lot of depth. Well, I'm glad. I'm happy. Shake up your seat a little bit. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure that you're going to enjoy that very much. So we do have meaningful discussions, just not on camera, just not on camera, which is so. why I feel that, you know, it's good that we're having one now on yeah. camera. Nice so friend. I'm yeah. glad too. <laughs> yeah. It's in- interesting how, you know, this discussion, it, uh, kind of like appeared out of nowhere while we were having an off camera discussion today. And, um, yeah, that was, intense. that was intense that we had to stop it. baki yeah. camera It was nice though. It was, it was really nice. Yeah. It had, uh. Themes of passion, happiness, a lot of uh, greed to be great. Yeah, a lot of philosophical stuff. And yeah,
1: and I think some of the words mean different to me than in, in our context, and then maybe for others also. So yeah, no. so maybe clarifying some of the
0: concepts, which is very important, I, I feel. It so yeah, great. so we're, we're just we're just gonna hit up on all those things. We're gonna start off with passion. Then we're gonna ask you what you makes you high. And then we're going to talk about the <laughs> love. <laughs> no <laughs> substances, people. Yes, uh, kids do not do drugs.
1: Yeah. No, no we're not talking about high from um, things, from actual. How do you contain a sustained high with life? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Then we're going to move on to your love, in uh, it, to find out whether there's a love or hate relationship with work. And finally, we'll address the words that you've been hearing and we'll see what comes up. Great. Right. Done. Right. So, b- as we start, I want to start off with one question. Yeah. You've taught me chemistry. Yes. Yes. A while ago, yes. You've taught me chemistry about a decade ago. I swear. Right? Oh, my God. I know. Really you're long. Yeah,
1: you're as old as I was when I got married. Yeah. I know. Well.
0: <laughs> no rush. Can,
1: no rush, Yusuf.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, there's a lot of jokes that come on, but <laughs> off, off camera, you can say a lot of things. On I camera, know. you can't say say much. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I... I so the first time I saw you yeah. was as a chemistry teacher. Yeah. I sat in your class. It was South Shore. It was at South Shore. Yeah. And I sat in your class and I was like, dude, this guy is teaching with so much verve. He gives an actual, you know, about his students. And that's when I coined the notion for myself as a student, you know, this guy's probably so much so passionate about chemistry it shows. So we're yeah gonna start think, off with that yeah by the way just to reminisce about that time yeah that was a great couple of years at south
1: shore like that was i don't think that kind of coziness i've ever felt in a school after that same yes maybe the first years of next year and cedar
0: yeah but
1: uh that was a that was nice small but cozy good kids a small bunch of kids small class but it was fun yeah sorry 20 minutes getting even, back
0: even the first campus Yes, the the f- I'm actually referring to the first campus.
1: Anna? Yeah, the first campus had a very good vibe to it. Yeah. yeah, I really liked it. Yeah.
0: So, Mr. Bilal Hamid. Yes, sir. Are you passionate about chemistry? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. I am passionate about teaching. I'm passionate about clearing ideas for kids. I'm passionate about if I take up something, I've got to do it 100%. I've got to do it better than anybody else can. Not because I want to be better than anybody else, but because if I don't push myself, then others don't push themselves. I feel that if everybody stops pushing themselves, then nothing happens. So if I, my goal is to keep pushing so hard that everybody keeps pushing behind me. Yes, economically also makes sense, but that's a byproduct. I would have done equally hard work if there was the economics was not so good also. It's just that I don't understand how people can do something for hours and hours on a day's end and not either find joy in its delivery, even if the stuff is boring for them. Because Mm -hmm. they have got to make meaning out of that. So even if it's meaningless what I'm doing, I have to uh, psych myself. I have to... let my brain think of a way that this is meaningful. It's easier if it's education. It right. is so easy. Because what my goal I think about is yeah these kids that I've been teaching for 20, about 18 years, mostly what mostly who come from middle-class backgrounds, mm-hmm. they're needing a good grade so that they can go to the universities they want to go to, apply abroad, get, this, uh, get scholarships. And then, so my job becomes getting them the grade. Right. My job isn't, in my head, to let them discover science because you know what that that's something that should be dealt with in earlier years Mm -hmm. by the time the kid chooses a level science 99 out of 100 and even more kids want to do it because or they want to get into a certain career right for that career they want a grade yeah so my job and i really take that passionately is whatever can i do yeah to get them that grade without bending rules or without doing the wrong thing so i don't need to love chemistry to do that Uh uh-huh the reason why I did chemistry was because when I started teaching, I was teaching physics, chemistry, math, and math. Yeah. And what I slowly discovered was that for a, from a self-preservation point of view, that uh-huh. you want to feel good at what you do. So you do things that you are better than others at. Because if you are better than most people at what you do, then the world will value you. I slowly discovered that the, the this lot of chemistry teachers and my time weren't too many or uh-huh. too good. And secondly, it was my favorite subject at A-levels and it's not because the subject matter was good, honest to God, anybody who's a scientist would mostly always realize that the other sciences are slightly more interesting than chemistry, physics or bio. Definitely. I just happened to have one awesome A-level chem teacher but I didn't have good teachers in other subjects. So I focused my energy, even though I got the A's in all of them, it's just that I focused my energy at A-levels to really try to understand chemistry because the teacher was so good and I would pick up things like this. So when I came back, teaching was by accident. Uh-huh. And I realized that the stuff that I have, I've already learned easier was A-levels, chemistry, yeah. sorry. So I was like, okay, let's do that. Right. Even though naturally if with my college degree, it was easier, uh, it was more natural for me to teach math. Right. But there are so many math teachers out there. But there was hardly any chem teacher. So it was a purely strategic decision. Yes. To go for which chemistry. subject to go for? Yes. Which subject to go for? Yeah. Strategic mm-hmm. at, uh, in terms of the market and also the least amount of legwork I have to do. Uh-huh. Like I could, you know, deliver much faster in chemistry because I knew everything. But let me ask you this: When you stepped into our class ten years ago, There was about uh, five years or four or five years of teaching A levels. Yeah. So I'm giving you context. So before that, I've been teaching mm-hmm. A level chemistry for about four or five
0: years. Fair enough. Yeah. So when you stepped into our class to teach us chemistry yeah at that point you're saying that in your mind you just saw kids whom you wanted to do i mean you wanted those kids to do better instead of having them get concepts or get amazed by chemistry more than that you wanted them to do good for themselves later on yes that's what you saw us as and but at the same time from for i knew
1: that for the a-level syllabus you can't rote learn it so yeah. for them to do good at A levels, I'd have to get their brains to start thinking. So when kids would think and make logical deductions, that's what I liked also. So that could be right. any science or math. Yeah, you know, I taught math for a while too at South Shore when I was teaching chemistry. I was also teaching math, or I think a year or two before you joined, I was teaching math. That's so so logical logical conclusions and deductions and math and all. Yeah, I do
0: remember once yeah. uh, once or twice I came to you for a few things i was like yeah we were it was exam season and i was like yeah sir yeah, yeah permutation combination and i said <laughs> i tell
1: you stats by the way s1? yeah i think stats. i love s1 oh my God. i think if i if somebody if i could get as much uh as much uh, pleasure of subject it probably is stats Good i love God. it it's <laughs> it just makes you know why it makes sense of the world probability makes sense of the world you know distribution thing about it the world is chance. The world may, you got to predict future. So the most useful parts of sci- math and science were either statistics uh-huh. or logic, which, by the way, A-level math, because Cambridge math doesn't teach discrete mathematics. Right. But if you take some other board's A-levels, they also have a branch of mathematics called discrete mathematics, which is really the logic behind computer science. So I like those branches more than anything else in science.
0: Right. So before we prove to the world what you're good at, which is a lot of statistics and chemistry as well, I I, I really want to pick up on that thought. You know, you you mentioned that you have to do things that you're good at, right, for the world to value you. Yeah. What if someone is good at something, but they just don't want to do that? What if they want to do something else? What do you have to say for that? Well, then,
1: then you do what I did. For a big part of your day, you do what the world values you. Uh-huh. and then make enough money when the reason why I'm saying money is because once you have money you can give your family financial stability. Mm. You have freedom to do whatever else you want to do in the rest of your hours uh-huh. of the day. So tech was my, my drug, technology. Always, so for while I was teaching chemistry, I always stayed in touch with technology. So I would literally waste hours and hours just reading, discussing, buying new tech and, and tinkering mm. with it. Even though it had nothing to do with my core math teaching. So the idea was if you don't love something, first of all, there are two different things. Yeah. You see, when, I s- uh, when you t- talk about what you want to if you reconstruct the question yeah. and you say that, you know what, what I'm good at, I don't like to do, but what, I, what, I, what, I la- what I'm good at, I don't like to do, but I love to do something else. But the world is not valuing that. All right. So firstly, though, if you re- so, so how does one decide what one should do? now as, as, B- before, as we,
0: before we go there can you define what you mean by the world valuing you
1: well if uh, so look uh, in very very basic terms if somebody is willing to pay you to do a task it means they value your time and your effort there Fair enough. so that's a very simplified uh, version of life i know that but it is also the only way we can figure out if something somebody does is valuable or not all right so if somebody is willing to pay you to teach like for example some people were, schools were willing to pay me to teach them. Kids were willing to pay me to teach them, which meant that I was valued as a teacher. So I did that. So, so when you, you look at this thing, like my own life, man, I, didn't, uh, I didn't like teaching too much. So I wanted to teach uh-huh. a few hours a day. I'd teach like six or five hours a day. I knew my counterparts were teaching 10 hours a day, you know, and I was teaching a smaller day. Yeah. After the first few years when I realized I was good and I was getting validation, I taught only enough to make money, the money I needed. And the rest of the time, I'd either spend researching, reading, getting my craft better, doing more about that in science, you know, like organizing my notes. And what I realized was that honest to God, you can't be in delivery mode all your life. So even if you any any career that you choose, if it revo- involves you delivering something, uh-huh. you've got to spend equal amounts of time preparing it. So getting back to the question, I know I'm jumping Yeah, yeah it's alright. But right. getting back to your question about what should one do? Well, first of all, if you're if you are lucky enough to like what you do yeah. and you find uh, people are willing to pay for it, mm-hmm. you've got what they call ikigai. You love what you do and people are willing to pay for it and the world needs it. Yeah, Great. But if you are like something that the world doesn't want, but what you're good at and what people are willing to pay for, you don't really enjoy. So what you do is you find the minimum amount of hours you need to do that thing that you do not like, but yeah. the world values. Right. That could be four hours a day, five hours a day. Now, how you do that is also important because then you got to train your brain to understand that, you know what, let's say that I was born in a family who didn't do much. Yeah. And uh, I'm the guy who cleans bathrooms in a school.
0: Okay.
1: Because I'm giving you a relative example of somebody who I know and I see on a daily basis at Cedar do this. This, mm-hmm. guy, this guy stands in front of the washrooms yeah. and every few minutes he goes and cleans one. If somebody's using it, he'll go right after and clean one. Yeah. He doesn't talk to anybody, he doesn't show off. He really doesn't speak to literally anybody. But anybody who's seen him for the last five years knows his modus operandi. He waits outside. Somebody uses the washroom. Obviously, every time you use a washroom in Pakistan, people are not very clean. Yeah, I mean, yeah. oh, Lord. Yes. So this guy, does not talking to anybody. He makes sure he goes and cleans it right there and then. Spick and span again. And then uses the fan to dry it while he's waiting for somebody else. Now, I see this guy do this day in and day out. He's cleaning people's shit, really. And he has found a way to find purpose in that and so what i realized was that sometimes not what you do but also that you got to be able to if you want to enjoy what you do because whatever you like to do by the way gets boring yeah. the first few years in teaching chemistry was great it's like the honeymoon anything, period. Yeah, anything honey exactly everything will get boring so what you gotta do is enjoy the process really enjoy the process like take pleasure in taking this uh, to, to do things that nobody gets to see like sitting Hours and hours on perfecting something, so you are enjoying that perfectionism or the or the planning of that project, even so, if you don't like it.
0: So coming coming full circle. So when it came to teaching, getting becoming perfect as a teacher is what made you stay up late at night, or, yeah. or is that what may, made you wake up early in the morning for eight a.m. classes? God,
1: I think it was close. ego. I want to be the best at it. I want to be better than anybody else. Right. How do you? No matter what I'm doing, I wanted to do it better than anybody else. All
0: right, perfect. As we round up this section, before we take a break, uh, we're just going to then eventually link this and we're going to further dive into you becoming the best, that ego. That's what we're going to go into next. But before that, we're going to take a short break and we shall be back. All right, so, well, I had to get some coughs out. Um, That's why I guess the break was necessary or something. Yeah, and some coffee. And some coffee. Jai, Starbucks, well, <laughs> IKEA. IKEA. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. All right. So, we left off at ego. Right. You gotta yeah. be the best. A lot of sports yeah. persons have that uh, competitiveness. See, competitiveness. Yeah. But
1: though, I, by the way, I should play sports. And I was not very really competitive at sports. I tried to really? be better. I just couldn't beat people. But I was okay with that. I kept the struggle was more important than beating people. Did you ever get frustrated by that?
0: No. Okay.
1: Funny thing is, no. Sadly, no. Like I was always, so let me say this, in sports I was competitive, I'd always want to win, I'd always Uh want to play. Yeah. But there were sports, like my brother would beat me every day in tennis and I played it for another five years. I was like, okay, let me try to beat him because I wanted to beat him once.
0: Were you continuously playing tennis again and again and again just Just to to beat beat him or just?
1: The winning was like, okay, one, great. Yes, let's play the next set. No, No, it wasn't about, it wasn't about beating him. So I was, com- I was competitive in a sense to improving my game. All it right. didn't matter about beating him.
0: All right. Because I noticed, w- I noticed one thing. So yeah. I dabbled in uh, national level swimming as well. Mm-hmm. So I noticed one thing. Every time that I went with a mindset, personally for me, if I wanted to beat someone, I wouldn't perform to the maximum. But the moment I was like, you know what? I just want to go as fast as I can. I just want to enjoy the speed of it while I was swam. That's when I actually ended up winning the championship. It does there the same go. happen to you? I've never
1: won a championship, so I don't know. (laughs) Any, like, for chemistry for that matter. Yeah, it's, 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 yes, it's, it's more, that's what I'm saying, why does it matter? Because for both sports and chemistry, the fact that I was, it was like more of a competing with my own self. Was Am I doing a little better than I did last year? Right. Last time, last video, last whatever, whatever. So make it better, make it better. As long as I'm doing that, it didn't matter if I won or lost.
0: So in a way, you also have your ego competing with your own ego, if you're competing with yourself. Yeah doesn't that take a toll on you no
1: because i don't disappoint myself <laughs> oh
0: come on
1: <laughs> really no 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 but you know it's it's i can't explain it very uh, it's not it's not the me competing with myself it's nice <laughs> to say that but mm-hmm. already the just it's just the drive that just do today better than what you did yesterday and that's and 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 you
0: gotta enjoy that because if you can do that you can enjoy anything you work with So, every next day that you improve on the previous one, you got to one up yourself, right? Yeah. So, every next day that's going to come, you're going to have to be better than. Absolutely.
1: Why why else are we human beings with with such brains if we cannot be better every day? A little better.
0: Doesn't that tire you out?
1: No, because I don't think about it every day. Okay, am I better? I know I'm just trying. So, in my head, consciously, I'm just trying. Just try a little more. Just try a little more. And maybe that's my high, but that's what I get off on. So, it doesn't tire me out.
0: No, even if doesn't. you if 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 even if you realize that you know you've plateaued
1: you can't plateau really you you might be able to plateau in a particular talent or skill all right to find something else to do the goal is to be as most as much of a use to society as possible so i ask myself how can i be most useful and sometimes people don't realize that that what is useful in the long run might not be useful in the short run but so, so at times the most immediate person might might think that I have not been most useful to them, uh-huh. but because I've keeping in the bigger picture of what I'm and how I'm most useful to society, uh-huh. and that keeps me on a different path. And and I've I have nothing to complain. Look, I have uh, had problems in my life, but look, there are people with nothing. So like nothing in what sense? Nothing in the sense that people who are not born in the right household doesn't have don't have enough money to even feed themselves, yeah. can't do the jobs they love, can't even take baths at time. have no access to basic uh, necessities. So they're all over the place. I look at them. I was like, F- at least thankfully, I get to do what I love to do. And what I also do is I surround myself with people I love to do work with. Right. So that also helps. So if you want to do something and you don't like it all the time, the best thing you do is enjoy working with people. So you only hire people or you only work with people or you work for somebody who you enjoy working with, who you can look up to. Right. Because then that's fun. Less frustration that way. And it's harder, but yeah, I think people should decide, choose who you work for more than how much salary you make. Because what happens is you can live within a budget, almost. Mm-hmm. Whatever, I mean, after a certain amount, it's all relative. Yeah, It doesn't really matter. But finding people to work with, good people to work with, that really matters.
0: So, clearly, you know, some people are privileged to work in an environment they like to. Yeah. Some people achieve their icky guy. And some people don't have the, the problems to deal with that the majority of people in Pakistan do. But I want to ask you this. Do you ever feel that because you have you, uh, all of that... Um, if one would say privilege, do you feel the burden of that responsibility that if you are able to change something, you know, the Spider-Man thing? Uh, the great power, comes great responsibility. Yeah.
1: You know, you know something, though I don't like the word burden because it tends to be a negative connotation. All right. Like I said, I'll flip the switch because I think that people who are blessed, that those who are not blessed to be of some use to them. Oh. And that's what drives me. It is not a burden. It doesn't tire me down. It's what keeps me strong and going because things don't want, you don't want things to be easy. Like it's like the muscle. You train a muscle again to continuously, you have to train a muscle continuously to keep it healthy and fit. You don't train a muscle, it dies down, it becomes weak. Same with the human soul. It has to be fed to try to do more things. You can't just be happy and have no struggles. People who are uber rich realize if they have no struggles, what are they doing then? That's why they get into a lot of these drug-related problems or finding purpose problems. Mm-hmm. I think the richer you get, the bigger the purpose is society around you. How can you make it better? How? What is your part in making it better? So that's my... That's something that drives me. Absolutely. That's something it doesn't that, burden me.
0: All right. It's it's something that drives you, yes. Yeah. But, and it's... I'm sure that... I mean, when you think of changing society as a whole, it's a huge task.
1: Look, I know. But changing... To, change is a very difficult I'm just saying that Improve it a little bit. Yeah. Have I left a little dent? Made it a little better. Somebody else will make it a little better. Make it a little better. So it's like slowly changing and
0: improving. So we could say that that's one of the things that drives you as well. Yeah, yeah. Keeps you up in the morning. Yeah, at, and uh,
1: right. and also obviously that f- some people claim that okay, if you want to help the world, why don't you do that? Okay. And I'm saying there are things that might make the world a better place uh-huh. more than others. For example, uh, feeding the poor yeah. is immediate gratification. Yeah. But there are but not everybody can feed the poor yes. uh, because you have you have to have cash. Uh-huh. One way is make enough money and then feed the poor. The other is if you have a craft that can benefit the world, give that world more of that craft. Like for an example, uh, Nusat Fatali Khan. Yeah, I was mentioning to him in a book about I just. Yeah, you just got
0: splurged his, a lot yeah. at Liberty Books.
1: Yes, I love Fatel Khan, Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan. Uh-huh. Yes. and his gift was his voice and I'm so glad he recorded so much of it he's probably one of the most recorded artists in the history I'm sure it is and he gave the world his gift it wasn't about money for him uh-huh. the money was only there for him to run his family and give them food and all that stuff but he left the world with so much music so I'm not I'm not uh, sad that he left but he kept making music
0: I'm gonna take us to to a slight tangent because I really want to pick your brain on one thing sure um, we mentioned Nusrat Ali Khan we were yeah. like hey, gift tha. so yeah. he spread it right it's mesmerizing so, intoxicating intoxicating right so do you believe personally that if someone's blessed with any skill or art um, or art related talent do you think that it, it is imperative or they your personal opinion my personal opinion your personal opinion I think they
1: as many lives they can make better with their talent yes
0: all right
1: Fair enough. I mean otherwise what else is the point of that talent?
0: Would you classify your teaching as an art or teaching generally as an art?
1: <laughs> yeah I have broken it down so methodolog- methodologically into smaller bits and pieces as because I'm a programmer or a scientist or a science mm-hmm. enthusiast that I don't f- it it would for me cheapen it according to according an art. I find art to have more of a misty myster- mysteriousness to it all right. So maybe to somebody else it might look art, but because, you know, you can break a project down to small bits and pieces. So it's like you remove the art from it in a way. But I I think that the art part of teaching, the art of teaching, the part of that, is actually being able to engage kids in a class. And that part I will agree that not everybody has that art. Because I've seen a lot of people who know more, much, much more about chemistry than I do, Uh not been able to do well in life, in teaching because the art of delivery also matters the art of breaking up something into smallest simplest pieces matters also right so i i'm you could say that
0: yeah so in all these 10 plus years of passion, of pursuing you yeah you your make passion, it 10
1: plus thing nee, it's 15 plus it's 15 plus yeah i'm
0: sorry yeah yeah i know you from a decade so i i have that yeah. time frame in my mind right yes it's okay so yeah. 15 plus years yeah not once have you ever had phase or a moment where you've been like you know what I don't like this yeah many times we all do
1: you cannot not have that Mm -hmm. I mean you'd have that for people you love you'll have that for the things you love to do I've had that for teaching and it's never about not being able to teach, it's always about because you're teaching students. Sometimes somebody says something. Some student mm-hmm. hurts you. Some student doesn't appreciate the hard work you put in. Uh-huh. They only see what they get out of. So I've had that. Yes, there are some students which are selfish. So how, how
0: do you manage that love hate relationship? Because
1: you find other students who can appreciate you. So that's it. If you like the Sina, if you make if you put enough love in your heart, there'll be no space for hate let's do that just do that if you only have hate then you can't find so if somebody disappoints you you put more you think about people who didn't disappoint you uh-huh. so dilute, it's like dilution chemistry dilute by putting in so if more people didn't like me then liked me then obviously I would feel shittier more but right. I've had people who appreciated me and I've over my years so it's it's, it's, it's fun to go back and read what they've written also Enough. Yeah, people should share more of how they feel. It makes the other person feel really good, especially in the time that they're not happy. So I've had a few students who've shared their mm-hmm. experiences with me, and I they don't know this, but I read some. Uh-huh. I, have, I have saved their messages. I've saved their letters. Wow. There's one in that box sitting right there on the right. All right. And then there is a note and uh, some. I mean, yeah. So I just. Do you many. take it, Do
0: you take out these letters whenever you're having a difficult time? Yeah. Really. Absolutely. So. Out shout out to the kids who make your day, man, who, yeah. who are your lifeboats, because so many that's kids come to you. Man. Absolutely. But, uh, um, thank you.
1: Yeah. Wow. They are there. And when they do good in life, and I've stayed in touch with many of them over the years. So 10 years down the road, five years down the road, they'll keep in touch. They'll message. They'll tell me where they are, they're what they're doing. And it feels yeah. awesome.
0: So they're as important to you as you might be to them. Yes. Wow. That Purpose. That's yeah. That's like mutual coexistence in general yeah. that is amazing that is amazing so that was a great insight towards your love hate relationship with and your ego and everything coming together your passion your students when there's so, so much going on yeah well, and i would nice. love to just keep on delving into more do so real talk a lot of real talks been happening for the past 15 minutes at least you know yeah. how does that make you feel i think it's been a good interview
1: i like i like you asking me questions
0: Uh It's been fun so far. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think the narrative generally is changing that people are more forthcoming now and talk uh, in terms of real talk and talking about their feelings as opposed to, you know, when we were students? Yes,
1: absolutely absolutely because they get to experience more authentic so what the, the what the internet has done is that yes you can't highlight the people who are not saying anything but it does highlight the people who are opening and speaking their minds so you see even one person speaking their mind mm-hmm. you pick on that and you it uh, gives you courage to speak your mind too so yeah it, it has been a change Fair i enough. wish yeah obviously it always gets better so there has been a change that way
0: yeah all right so we've had quite a lot of real talk yeah. and i'm just going to turn the scales up a bit
1: oh this awesome just slightly sure sure yeah. go ahead
0: what yeah. do you want to know well you've been doing this for 15 15, 15 plus, plus years yeah so mr bilal hamid why in the world is it still going on from for 15 plus years is there something that you're trying to achieve or is this just a continuous pursuit till the last breath in your body what's up well uh
1: i think it's more of the latter than the former let me explain the first few years of my teaching i just wanted to be the best at it so that i could get my family out of financial troubles and take care of the household and Uh once you do that stress levels decrease in the household yeah so that was the first goal you know get that stability here uh then i'd mastered then i got the chance to master another another skill uh-huh. Uh, while I was teaching chemistry while and I had not mastered by the way chemistry then all I right. was still learning uh, I'd love spending time in the evenings making my notes and worksheets and all but uh-huh. I was still learning learning how to deliver more efficiently mm-hmm. do more with your less time alright I got a chance with the uh, Nixter college when Nadeem Anasar asked me to set up that school and I got a chance to be Something else also. Right. Before teaching, I was a programmer. I used to do a lot of websites and other things yeah. on the side also, and uh, some design work also. But then I became a teacher. But with setting up next sir, it gave me an uh, eye into how would you set up a project or how would you solve problems, or uh, being a problem solving, being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I had some some work with that. I, I mean, it was fun developing projects, developing the program also for next. Yeah. And then that was and then I once once it was done, it started. And I was teaching it also. Then it became a little less exciting. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I've solved this problem. Let them run it. So they were running it. And I was teaching. And there's a time at Nixon, I was only teaching two, two or three hours a day at Nixon uh-huh. and about three hours tuitions. Right. A total of six hours a day only yeah. teaching. But then I got my time to practice uh, uh to, to work out. Yeah. But I also got time to really develop time and give it to my teaching and my uh, the planning work to my chemistry and all that stuff mm-hmm. but then another op- another opportunity came to set up another school yeah. at cedar yeah and so it gave me the practice to hone my craft about setting up schools right so i think it, what happens is that i it's not that i want to do more of the same mm-hmm. i'd rather do more of more different things
0: more of more different things
1: so because i want to so if i become an expert in chemistry now yeah. i can't stay an expert in chemistry it's boring so I go to the next thing. So while this is going on, reduce the number of time hours you teach chemistry yeah. to a certain amount that you can make a living. But wouldn't of. that
0: bug you? You won't l- if you're no longer the expert in chemistry.
1: No, I will be the expert. I just won't be the most popular teacher. Might be. Right. I mean, I'm saying I'll reduce the hours I teach chemistry. Uh-huh. Do something else. I mean, Einstein is still considered the expert of the theory of relativity, yeah. and he's been dead for fifty plus years. Fair enough. So you know you don't have the expertness doesn't go away so mm-hmm. i i i do that and at the same time hone my skills in something else problem solving i've realized now i would not be i was not being able i could not articulate uh-huh. it but i have realized that i am an entrepreneur i have an entrepreneurial spirit that's how i tackled the being a chemistry teacher problem that's how i tackled the being the uh the helping nixer and cedar set up yeah. that is what i want to do next uh-huh. so i'm doing that so so what keeps me going is that, okay, if I've taken a, so is there anything else I'd like to be an expert in? Yeah. If it's chemistry or expertation of, it's just, it gives you kind of a high. Okay, look, I'm good at, at something. People at something make, new. Something new that I enjoy and yeah. people value. More right. thing, if you're good at something that people enjoy and you enjoy and people value, that's, a, that's like a, you a gift, you get a recognition, everything happens. Yeah. So I'm the second thing is trying to be an educator for all, not just for, Chemistry. So setting up schools, for example. Then the third area I want to uh, hit is an international arena, which is the online right. education. Uh, there are not too many people doing that, and I know I th- I have a very strong belief I can be really good in that. Uh-huh. So that's the third realm. So now, obviously, when these challenges are met and I have fulfilled them and I have become an expert in these areas, I look for something
0: else. Fair sure enough. And yeah. I personally, I've seen you. Um, Turned from uh, a tuition or a school teacher to an entrepreneur from one school to another. And now you're doing podcasts. So you're getting into communications as well. So for me, you've never, I, I haven't seen you settle in one thing and stay with it. You continuously moved on and excelled. That's my stable state. That is your stable state. So I yeah, my stable state is not sticking to one thing. Is that
1: sustainable? Why though? not? How? It's not killing my back. It's not giving me a headache or a, or a heartache. Hmm. Some people like a steady, regular life, yeah. some people like a challenge, they feel they've feel they overcome that challenge, now the next challenge, they like and it's that's the reason why I always I think became a programmer by National Institute, uh-huh. programmers are those who take a problem solve it, next problem solve it, next problem solve it, entrepreneurs are similar, they take a problem solve it, so I'd rather be an entrepreneur that makes a pr- solution, yeah. let's run in the market, Find another problem, solve that instead of just keeping one giant one problem solution and then making it a big empire out of it. And multiple—that's how that's my stable state. And it's not—I don't—I think people for the outside world, the 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 entrepreneurial struggles might be a burden. Uh-huh. I think it's it's where I find peace because that's where I excel the most. Could like, one say that you have find peace in chaos? You could. I mean, that's very poor. I mean. If I said that, it just sounds very sexy and poetic. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> but to be honest, really, you what this is something I heard. Um, uh, I think it was Charles Schwartzman saying mm-hmm. in a recent video re- uh, interview with Gary Vee. All right, where that where people where the normal world sees chaos, yeah. that's where the entrepreneurs thrive. He, there is no chaos when people see risk. An entrepreneur doesn't see risk; he sees connections, and uh-huh. he sees. That's where he excels because he's seeing a solution that nobody else sees and that's true entrepreneurship. To see that solution that nobody else sees. So where does it all... And that, by the way, that makes us a geek of, you know, if you can see something nobody else sees, yeah. it's like you're in on a secret that nobody knows yet. That's a freaking great feeling, man. Yeah, I'm sure. And it's a high. It's a better high than any other. That's the high we're talking about. That's the high. Yeah. Like, And then finally, when people turn around and say, yes, you were right, you're like, yeah.
0: Told you so. Told you so.
1: I'm telling you, five years no. another five years, you won't be having this whole teacher mafia, tuition mafia of yeah. It's all going online, maybe for free or almost for nothing. Yeah, that's what people are going to do, and uh, that's people my have prediction. already
0: started standing up to that man. Yeah, yeah. But like as a problem solver, yeah. as a programmer, you face a problem, you solve it. Yeah. Face a problem, you solve it. And That's what you've done. But I
1: can't solve all problems. So I go. So what I do is I'm a hammer looking for my nails. So I'm a problem solver, but I can't solve all problems. So I'm not a multifunctional tool. So I'll look for the problems I can solve and then mm-hmm. hammer at them to solve those. Not there are problems I can't solve. So I'm not an all problem solver. All right. I am a certain set of problem solvers. So if I see a many problems and I was like, okay, that's one I can solve, I'll take that one to solve.
0: All right.
1: Because there, because there are so many problems in the world, you can't solve Even my life problems, I can't solve many of them. Yeah. So what I do is I focus on the problems I can solve. All right. And then so pick my battles that way. And when does it all end? When I die. Why does it have to end? It's like people say, you know what? You retire, you get a weekend. Yeah, I would say have the same day for the rest of your life. Work a few hours, enjoy time with your family for a few hours, read for a couple of hours, have some friends to laugh over. That's should be every day. Right. Why should be? And then yes, go to for vacations to other countries to explore what they are like. Uh-huh. Otherwise, there is no need for weekends, and there is no need for vaca- there is no need for retirement. Like, like. Like, if I get old and I can't move around, then I'll s- do things which don't me- require me to move around. But, you know, like, people can actually, people don't realize they can write books in their old age. Everybody is, can be a writer.
0: So, towards the age 50, I want to hone that skill. I have a feeling that you're going to eventually, that maybe at Liberty Books, I'm going to see a stack of Bilal Hamid's books. Yeah. Mm, yeah I know that. <laughs> I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you well.
1: we get to live long enough.
0: Yeah. What if you don't find any more nails to hammer in, then what? What happens next? then I will
1: keep enjoying hammering the
0: current names I've hammered
1: <laughs> in and the process. Hammers I told you also, I have, I have <laughs> the, see, the thing with that is people don't realize if I have nothing else to do, yeah. I will still enjoy the process. What is of that process? Currently what I'm doing, teaching A-level chemistry. Right. Make it better. If I'm bored of chemistry, I'll start teaching something else online. Now I don't even have to have school's permission to teach something. Hey, tomorrow I can teach math online. Fair enough. Fair enough. So there's always something to hammer. And with the websites and so with, the, with online presence, Maybe they're not hammers to have nails to hammer, but you just keep banging your hammer at something. So I don't and then, oh, by the way, if 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 I had if I could not work anymore in my life yeah. and I've hammered all the nails and somebody says, hey, take the money, you'll have to never worry about money yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah. Then you know what I'll do? I'll learn about people. I'll read books. I wanna know as my, I wanna know about the human condition and people who overcome it and made the world better. And just because that's inspiration. And I just re- like to read, 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 read. That's the thing I like to do. So if I
0: were to ask you that, you know, if you could do just one thing in your life and you had no responsibilities and no issues to solve for, reading is the one thing that you would do. Actually, I would do more. I would change that term. I would
1: comment. I would rather become a book critic or a, or a that's a wrong term. Yeah, some somebody who analyzes books. So for me, I get to to I get to read a book and give it the world my opinion. If somebody wants it or not, I like to be a blogger about books that I read. All right. So I get to read them also, yeah. and I get to express
0: my opinion also. And you're so excited about doing that right now. If
1: nothing else works, hell yeah, I got a job. <laughs>
0: but let's say that there was one last issue. Yeah, yeah. Um. So if I say that mis- uh, if I am life, which would be very weird, but if I am life and I'm I'm like Mr. Bilal Hamid, this is one last issue. That you have to solve for, what would that be? What would be the one issue that I did in my life, one issue generally in the world, right? That you, that I give you the opportunity to solve for, and that is the last issue that you can ever solve for. What would that one thing be?
1: To uh, make the people uh, so to 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 somehow undo this uh, greed about growth and GDP, mm-hmm. and to put in put in the greed for sustainable, sustainability. Not in terms of just planetary sustainability, just as uh, a species sustainability. How can we as a species just live every day and not have to worry about growth? You know, I know it might be counterintuitive what my own life is, yeah. but my own life is not about growth and money. It's just growth and being a better human being. It can come at the cost of uh, not hurting the planet. I can do that also. Yeah. So people have to figure out a way to be happy and content and fulfilled by having 0% growth just being
0: and by that uh, you mean 0% GDP type growth
1: yeah like like how you measure growth by f- economics and all that stuff and we are destroying our planet why can't we like tomorrow we can just say let's stop using fossil fuel all right. for example yeah. I'm not giving you a planetary example only but hear me out for that so like if you can stop that why don't people stop that because your yeah. growth will yeah. growth negative yeah. growth. that's the only reason there's no other reason there's no other reason. All right. So, if say, unless it's for food delivery where people are dying, you can't use fossil fuels. So, what will happen? Nothing will happen. People will go to work. it will slow. will be It might take me two hours to bicycle to the office. So, I'll work for half half a day. That's fine. But activity will be I'll But people can't understand that. So, and why is that? Because everybody wants growth. So, you feed in that beast. Growth, growth, growth. you got to feed profits. Growth, growth, profits. So that's so.
0: And it's to do with not just growth, profits, grades, growth, profit, grades. Yeah. Could
1: we say that? Yes. Yeah. Grades is just a way of measuring. Like just money is a way of measuring success. Yeah. Grades for grades are the philosophically the same currency for a student as salaries is for adults. Oh my God! That just puts so much into perspective. (laughs) Yeah, I think just. I was a rich guy when I was young.
0: yeah but well, yeah oh then well. now
1: grades are not always a predictor of life
0: success yeah though. that's so true, but people do that anyways yeah. yeah well wow, man this was quite an insight into the in, into your mind about how chemistry moved on from a passion what what was actually pa- passion within the teaching realm and all of that the love hate relationship with work the uh, the whole idea of ish solving issues problem solving means to an end and end yeah so yeah it was I, I'm glad that we had this conversation. Oh, well,
1: I'm here anytime you want to have this again. Yeah. And more. We, I'm hoping for more.
0: We might just. Yeah. We might just. All right. All right. I think that's where we should end.
1: All right. We going? Okay. Thank right. you, sir. It was great awesome. having you on my podcast. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, it was a pleasure. Next to, time, maybe I'll ask you some questions. Yeah, you should. You should totally do that. <laughs> maybe let's change switch the, the switch the chairs. Yeah. That's a good idea. All right, guys. Because after all, it is the real Bilal Hamid show. Nice. Right, yeah. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Man. Bye, guys.